When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Hall, a podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala, and I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It is my curse. To some, my blessing? Probably not. With me, as always, someone who is skeptical of the whole thing. She's the voice of the people. It's Kristen Stuttered. Hi, Kristen. Hello, Joseph. Are you ready for uh, the start of a series of episodes today, I mean, I guess. Am I ever truly ready you know, you'll hear no. me warm up as we go along. Yeah, you'll get you'll get a feel for it. Did you text me a few minutes before we began to say I don't know what's happening and I didn't prepare? Yeah, uh, that may have happened. I did do that. I did do that. And that's on brand, though. Yep. That's what the people come for. You come for the Kristen stuttered off the cuff hot takes at all times. We have two guests with us today for this special episode. Let's start with a return guest. Very excited to have her back on the show. You might remember her from the Grace Jones episode from last year. Uh, She is a professor at Yale. She's an author, Daphne Brooks. Hi, Daphne. Hi, guys. Nice to be here. Thank you so much for for coming back. It's good to, to have you with us. And let's bring in a new friend to the show. Uh, She is a staff writer for Vulture, and she is the dedicated writer covering the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for Vulture. It's Devin Ivey. Hi, Devin. Hello. I'm very happy to be here so I can stop boring my friends with all my thoughts about the Rock Hall. So it's a beautiful time. (laughs) I mean, that's really why this- That's why we have this podcast. Because that was my issue, is that I wanted to talk- Now, this is a rare episode where you're really outnumbered, Kristen. Uh, I can't in, believe it. In terms of people who want to talk who about the rock hall. want to talk about the rock hall. And you know what? I'm going to kick back and let y'all, <laughs> let y'all rip. Let's go. First things first, I have to give a shout out to Daphne, who has kind of been our ghost guest booker for a number of episodes. Daphne, you've been such a great resource to reach out to. You always know the best person to talk to, I think especially when the, like, the nominations came out and it was like, who do I got to talk to about Fela Kuti? You came through and you were like, Michael Veal is Ew. the guy. Yeah, And yes. you were totally right. He was like the most, no, he's written books. I ended up watching a documentary about Fela Kuti and the one person they talked to to be the Ew. voice of authority was Michael Veal. <laughs> you set us up with Maureen Mann and Elijah Wald and so many great, super, super knowledgeable people. And we've had some really great episodes to come out of that. So I want to give you proper due in secret, pulling the strings behind the scenes. Hey man, I'm just a part of the beloved community. And I want to take a moment to acknowledge you did put me in contact with the the great late Greg Tate, who has a reputation as one of the great music critics of all time. He passed away very recently. I was very lucky to have a short correspondence with him. We weren't able to figure it out to get him on the show, but I want to devote some time to this uh, this great man. Yeah, man. Thank you. It's still very raw for 
the many, many peoples, um, a generation of people who were close to Greg, to Tate, as he was called. Ooh, the words almost fail me, but uh, he was a titan. He was, you know, one of our, our greatest music critics who ever lived. He was also a practitioner of the form. Some people outside of the New York area may not know that he had several very successful avant-garde outfits that he was the founder of and um, performed in, including he had an early band with Michelle and Deggio Cello, who should be on a list for mm -hmm. induction. <laughs> he was one of the co-founders of the Black Rock Coalition with Vernon Reed and Living Color, and he was an absolute genius. He wrote like nobody else as a critic. And I could go on and on and on, but I'll just say that his loss is devastating. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, in our correspondence, I did get a, a quote from him about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which was, man, I love the actual museum, most racially democratized, anti-racist musical memory house in America, and loathe aspects of the TV version like everybody else. My man. <laughs> uh, and wow. I think that's a, that's yeah. a great quote. I don't know if he, I don't think he ever. That is such a good quote. Yeah. Publicly said anything about the hall, but there's your, uh, your pull quote from Greg Tate. It brings up a question of like, if you go to the Rock Hall's website or at the Rock and Hall of Fame Museum and you talk about this non-performer category, I think they say journalists, they're like, could be producers or songwriters or journalists, but really they the, mean managers and industry right. insiders. Billionaire executives. Ugh. Yeah. The journalists or critics who are in, it is Jan, which is hysterical. And dubious. Um, it is John Landau. And again, these are, these are two of the most uh, insidery rock hall people and also did other things than their writing. You know, obviously John Landau was the manager and right. is the manager for Bruce Springsteen, also runs the nominating committee. And then Paul Ackerman, who was a very important editor at Billboard and established right. a, a lot of important things for rock writing and criticism. But this is a category for the rock hall that when it comes to criticism, journalism, it's just woefully underserved. It absolutely is. And yet the critics are our gateway to recognizing and valuing and dissecting and, and, and having conversations with the music. And someone like Greg Tate, he had this deeply unique, unmatched ability to be able to pull together all of these different kinds of ideas about the music that, you know, sat at the intersections of academic thought and also street corner, you know, just, mm -hmm. you know, vernacular concepts and spoke in a language that was of and for the people. There was just nobody like him. He was such a prodigious and formidable thinker and writer. And he was, I mean, I hate this formulation, but he was a, a rock star journalist in the sense that I can think of no one else who I spent time with and would rock, walk around New York City who was a critic and people would stop him for autographs and, wow. you know, oh, wow. or, you know, this is now not private. We're on a podcast, but Amir Thompson, when I was organizing a James Brown conference at Princeton in 2013, I believe this is where Greg and Amir first met. Forgive me, Amir, if this is not correct. And of course, our listeners know Amir as Questlove. As Questlove, right? And, and Greg appears in Summer of Soul. And when, when Amir wins the Oscar for Summer of Soul, I hope he dedicates it to Greg. But Amir got out of his white van and said, mm -hmm. nice to meet you. I'm so excited to be here at this James Brown conference. And I just really want to meet Greg Tate. So if that doesn't say everything to you about the level of high regard and um, legendary status... Well, you know, we'll definitely be seeing him. I, I hope at least, you know, he'll get into the in memoriam at next year's ceremony. Absolutely. But 
I mean, I hate a posthumous induction and stuff. It's it's so sad and hard, but it's just lovely that we're able to talk about him and the legacy right now. Yeah, for sure. So Devin, you have not been on this show before. I want our audience to get to know you. And you know, you are one of the people online who writes about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame more than basically anyone else. Like if you're the dedicated person for Vulture writing about the Rock Hall, you know, so obviously you're coming into this with a, a, a good amount of experience, but I'm curious, do you know how many years you've been covering the Rock Hall for Vulture? Yeah, so this year was my fifth in-person ceremony, or I should say fourth in-person fifth ceremony all overall. Mm-hmm. COVID last year. Uh, And it's always been a really interesting experience because half the time I've been in Cleveland, which is obviously quite a different world than being in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. And it's always uh, very long and very stressful (laughs) being on the ground, but always extremely exciting and fulfilling to just be there where all the inductions are actually happening and speeding off the energy of all of these VIP guests on the floor at our very small little press table. Uh, There's always very good memories. Did you ask to cover the rock hall or was it an assignment? I kind of begged for it my first year and I was begged. by no means like this wow. 10-year-old staff writer, but I'm like, let me go. Like, I will pay my way to Cleveland if need be. And they're like, okay, we could give you money to go. It's not a big deal <laughs> after the bar plays. But I was very insistent because I feel like one of the things I've learned a lot about working in New York Magazine, which, you know, vultures, the pop culture vertical for New York Magazine, is that there really is a big appetite for people who not just, you know, exclusive boomers over the age of 60, but there is a big appetite for people who just like reading about classic rock and like a vulture you know, highbrow, lowbrow setting. And every time I go to these ceremonies, it's not like I go and report and just like transcribe the speeches or transcribe anything else that happens verbatim. I like writing it up in a fun way that's accessible to people who are just maybe moderately interested in those who are like diehard fans of a certain inductee. So um, I was very happy that I was able to beg to go to my first one five years ago at Barclays. And that set up a very nice relationship uh, ever since that let me go to Cleveland twice now. Well, that's man, Kristen. Wow, I'm like, I'm in shock <laughs> right your now. Face. <laughs> I can't believe it. Somebody, wow. Okay. Uh, you know, I guess. Sorry, Kristen, I do love it. <laughs> I know it feels, you know, it really yes. does. This feels, this feels One like, you know, us. you guys are out here just being like, we exist. <laughs> we demand respect. I will like, admit, Kristen, I'm, I am always the youngest person there, except yeah. for like the sole Rock Hall intern. And I'm always like, hello, boys. It's all uh-huh. like, yeah. I'm always the black person there who's not a, there you go. Yeah. the backing band. You know? So we, we add a little yeah, exactly. uh, spice to the contingency of writers who go. That's incredible. I think you're well qualified for this episode. And let's get into what we're going to be doing here. Like I said, this is an anticipated first part of a multi-part series of episodes. It's in reference to something that we talk about a lot, which is we'll say things like, well, I think this artist is likely to get in the next five years, or maybe they'll get in the next 10 years. I think it is time to try and really get specific and see if we can map out the future of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, because you might say it is predictable. And there's also questions 
that come up about the future of the rock hall. Like, are we going to run out of rock bands? Or, you know, will this person, by the time we get to them and they're eligible, will they get in right away? Or will there still be a backlog? And Mm -hmm. how quickly do we go through this backlog? And when are some of these maybe more obscure independent artists that have been waiting in the wings, when does it seem like they will finally get an opening? There's a lot of questions that I think this exercise could (laughs) answer. So I thought let's gather some people who think about this stuff and who have written about and talked about this kind of stuff thoughtfully and see if we can actually do that. And also me. And Kristen (laughs) also will be here. (laughs) All right, so let's let's begin and we'll start off with each year I will reveal the newly eligible artists of note for each year. Let's start off with 2022, the eligible artists that I think are worth bringing up. And we've said this on the podcast a lot. Eminem is the big one. Mm-hmm. Kind of checks all the boxes for the rock hall. Showed up. <laughs> yeah, showed up. He has now fully played enough of the game. It looks good. For Eminem. And then there's also Fiona Apple and there is Erica Badu. Those last two might not be as big of slam dunks, but certainly worthy of acknowledgement. And I would say, especially if we're just talking about the next five years, that's probably it of the eligibles for 2022. So mm-hmm. let's start to compile this thing. Are we in agreement? And is it too bold to say Eminem is probably waltzing in? He's a great white hope. Yeah. <laughs> also, because this year, two of the biggest nominees that were first years, Foo Fighters and Jay-Z, they, I think that's a good omen that if they inducted two acts this year for their first year of eligibility, mm-hmm. they will absolutely put Eminem in. And as you said earlier, he showed up unexpectedly. He is engaging with the hall. He is 100% in. I would be shocked. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, there almost always an FYE? We had two this year. We had Biggie in 2020. We didn't have one in 2019, but we had Radiohead, which was just one year uh, mm-hmm. past eligibility. Which was insane. I'm which sorry. Is, I know. Oh, no, it's space for how it's crazy one of the was. things that we talk about a lot, and yeah. it's so shocking. Yeah, yeah it, it almost completely destroys any sense of Well, it's just, listen, the fighters are better than Radiohead, and <laughs> that's what we know. Officially, we know that. It's been decreed. And- But yeah, I mean, like Pearl Jam and Tupac in 2017, Green Day in 2015. So like it's peppered throughout, if not every year, nearly. I'd say let's let's lock Eminem in as one of the ones because that's that's almost a gimme. And we don't have a lot of gimmies left as we go forward. And then that opens it up to the hundreds of artists that are eligible, but not in the hall. If I had to put money on one, that I think is going to get in. Oh, I know who it is. Can I say who it is? Go ahead. I hope I know. It's Pat Benatar. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know how I feel. I'm on record over and over again. Uh, The fact that she's not in is wild to me. Yeah. I felt strongly that she would get in in 2020. And I think people might have also thought that and then did not vote for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we'll not make that mistake again. Wasn't that her first nomination no, last yes. year? Yes. That's also just mind-boggling to me. We did an episode last week just about what classic rock is left, mm-hmm. and you know, Benatar really sits at the top of the heap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what that's one I will throw out there. Yeah, uh, I like that. That would just be a fun induction, not to like boil it down to a simple word, but like seeing her inducted and not to bring right. up like 
the data for women inductees hovers around 9% right now, but well, the joy of the go-go this year want me like to continue that trend twofold into the new induction class. Yes. Classically trained vocalists who just owned the charts in the 80s, you know? I mean, this is really patriarchy 101, what's happened to Pat Benatar through the years. Yep. Yeah. Relation to the Rock Hall. So reparations time, folks. Let's go. <laughs> I, I put that name forward. Uh, what other names are, are people looking at that, that sound good for 2022? I feel like I need to bring up that the band, or I should say the artist with the most nominations, with 11 is chic mm. and it's very strange that they are not in well nile rogers is actually mm-hmm. in which right. is yeah. really weird in like you know the 2017 you know, one of those backdoor categories mm-hmm. but it's it strikes me as very odd that they have now been nominated 11 times the only double digit nomination now and they're still trucking along with nominations. Our position has been the Nile Rogers induction put that to bed because they have not been nominated since he was inducted. And we feel like it's very unlikely because they needed to get him in and mm-hmm. they were just like, it's not happening 11 times. We've put them on the ballot. So we'll just LL Cool J him in through the side. And I think that's what's coming from my girl. I think, that's, <laughs> yeah. I think that's what's happening for my girl Shaka. If she gets on the ballot again and doesn't get in. Cause like she's been seven times it's in different permutations or is it six? I believe it's been seven. It's been three mm-hmm. times as solo four times with Rufus. I feel like they could LL her this year where they could nominate her and if she doesn't get the votes they'll just put her in and then act like it was the thing it's frustrating because it does take away votes from someone else if they do put them on the ballot and then still put them in a side category that was like the ll cool j kind of conundrum this year was like but he was on the regular ballot and you just like couldn't just lie i don't know i guess democracy is alive and well at the rolling stone offices but it's a weird position to be in, but I could imagine something like that happening where they put her on the ballot. And if she doesn't get the votes again, then it's just, I don't know, musical excellence. She won't get the votes. I mean, sorry. I mean, this is deep Afro-pessimism here. I'm using that formulation lightly, (laughs) not to be academic wonk here. I, I just think that she's not legible to enough of the voters as you know, the kind of, you know, pathbreaking artist that she actually was, you know, she's, you know, still going to be, you know, a victim of racism and sexism in terms of thinking about the limitations of her artistry. And yet her fearlessness and experimentation at the intersections of funk and rock and soul, you know, are unmatched in the period that she to create, you know, the kind of soul funk nexus of the early to mid seventies. And you look at who is now being nominated. You look at Mary J. Blige on the ballot and you, and you think to yourself, there is no Mary without Shaka. There just isn't Mm -hmm. like, it literally doesn't exist. It doesn't happen. There is no way. And So I guess to me, I'm like, they have to get her in somehow. So I know I, I mean, I have all the pessimisms about the stupid (laughs) hall. Don't you, you don't have, I know I feel you. (laughs) But like, I mean, because do I think they'll do it? I don't. I don't think that the, I don't think that the voters will get their shit together. But I mean, I wonder if we're just going to start seeing people get shuttled in through these side categories if they're yeah. not 
getting the votes. I think that's what could happen for Shaka. I would love for her to just get the votes. That would really be meaningful to me. She was my most listened to artist on Spotify this year, uh, wow. uh, which was a wild turn of events for me. I just got really into her this year. I started just trying to go deep in her catalog a bit more. She's incredible. But, She's yeah. absolutely incredible. Yeah. The best. And she also, unfortunately, has to fight this weird semantic battle with the mm-hmm. hall where mm-hmm. there's Rufus yeah. and there's Shaka. Yeah. And more people know the Shaka name generally, mm-hmm. especially when we're talking about the voting body that isn't, you know, the most in tune to different artists or the history of music. And then Rufus probably has the stronger catalog. Mm-hmm. And so you you have this... Mm-hmm. This, I mean, it, that's up for debate. Uh, and one of the reasons why this musical excellence category could maybe fix that is that you can induct her for her contributions as a solo artist and Rufus. You know, that's kind of what mm-hmm. this category is supposed to be. But at the same rate, you induct Shaka as a solo artist. No one's thinking like, but it's not for Rufus. Everyone's just thinking about the career in total. No one's trying to find the weird loophole or whatever. I'm prepared to take Shaka at this moment and say that she will get a side door inducted in 2022, especially because I think about the logic of getting LL in the back door, LL Cool J, Mm -hmm. because Jay-Z was now becoming eligible and you got to acknowledge the forefathers before you keep Mm -hmm. going down this lane. And I think about how Mariah Carey is probably going to be inducted soon. And we saw Mary J. Blige in the bout, like Kristen said, I think they're just going to have to say like, okay, Shaka's in. So this doesn't continue to be ridiculous. Maybe if they care. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure they care. Yeah. I also just want to flag for a moment how disturbing the language of backdoor is in in the context of Jim Crow, so I'm not oh, you know talking okay. about like wonderful intimacies and sexual euphemisms. I'm literally talking about disenfranchised peoples having to use the back door to facilities, you know, in order to 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 make it to the stage. You know, everyone from Billie Holiday to Ella Fitzgerald doing a recent you know, award-winning book we found out, you know, got kicked off of airplanes to, during the Jim Crow era to make way for other passengers. So that's concerning to me. And the ways in which that also resonates with the Grammys and the Grammys, you know, niche categories and the ways that they handle mm-hmm. giving Beyonce best R&B album and giving Adele album of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we're seeing the Rock Hall kind of navigating that territory mm-hmm. as well. It's a very familiar game. Yes. Right. Yeah. This is actually a good time. I don't know if you all, oh, I'm sure you all did, but this year for the 2021 uh, induction, they the hall kind of rephrased what the early influence category is. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm, I'm slightly paraphrasing this, but in the past, before this year, it was artists who predated rock and roll, but had an impact on the evolution of the genre. So we had like the Nat King Coles, the Billie mm-hmm. Holidays, we had the Charlie Pattons this year, but for this year, for the first time, they changed the verbiage of what the early influence was. So now it's like artists who directly inspired and helped evolve rock and roll and music Mm -hmm. um, that has also impacted youth culture, whatever youth culture means. So that's how they got craft work in. Right. They totally, totally redefined it. So like, it's crazy to me that craft work was only acknowledged this way. Mm -hmm. But so they're kind of changing what an early influence is, just how they change like the, 
musical excellence used to be side men like mm-hmm. a decade ago. Right. Um, so right. they're so they're consciously trying to like rewrite what these side categories are uh, mm-hmm. in, as as latest of this year. Yeah, and it just it, speaking of early influence it, and the changing of what that means to whatever that nonsense uh, <laughs> that you just read, Devin. In culture, it, like it, it's it's fully <laughs> it's meaningless when like you used to know pre rock pre rock era is what it used to mean. I believe strongly that the MC5 is going to be put into that category because they that are. That is a good. That's a good. Yeah. yeah. That's a really good call. Because they have been working that MC5 nomination. Yes. How many times have they been nominated? I think five. Yeah. 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 And I just do not see a ballot. The groundswell of ever. support is not coming for the MC5 right. uh, from the general population, yeah. the voters. And so the analogy to Kraftwerk, I think, is is strong Very in strong. the sense yeah. of Agreed. nominated over and over, can't mm-hmm. get the votes, but yes. the hall feels that they need to get in. So I think, yeah. I think we can put MC5 to the side and say it's going to ha- happen in a special category, um, and it's probably not. It's not going to be in one of these six. Now I'm sitting here thinking, who's going to be next year's Foo Fighters? Like, who's going to bum me out? Uh, <laughs> sorry, you know I don't hate the Foo Fighters. I'm I have t- I've gone on at length. Our stupid listeners, uh, not stupid listeners, but our listeners. I'm a listener. I'm a wow. listener now. Our, our listeners <laughs> on, are probably Kristen. sick of hearing me try to defend my position on the Foo Fighters, or just like try to backpedal and say that I. They're not better than Radiohead. They uh, they played the game. They're just like a likable, serviceable, good rock band. That, and that's just the truth about them. And I think Rage Against the Machine is like a much better band than the Foo Fighters. Like, I think they're more important, mm-hmm. I, but I understand why and how it happened. And so who's going to take the like harder rock or the like more traditional rock, um, alternative rock slot in what could be next year's class? And I think Soundgarden, if they get on the ballot, again we'll just they've had enough people talking about that it's not and i don't like this i'm not like a big sound garden fan at all i would really rather see rage get in so much Mm -hmm. would i rather see them get in even though it's like a more inside baseball with tom being on the um it's completely inside baseball i mean yeah Tom is playing the game. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But Rage can't seem to break through. I mean, they've not, they've been nominated twice now. Yeah. Three times. Three times. Three times. Yeah. Right. So I just, to me, I, but I think Soundgarden has a better shot of, for some reason, I mean, we know the reason they have yeah, the de- a deadly the singer. Reason. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that is, you know, that does go a long way. And then also, I just feel like, did is that one of the bands that Taylor... Yeah, uh, Hawkins said in his Yeah, he shouted speech. them out. He said so, three. He George said, Michael. George Michael, which was surprising. and Jane's Addiction. Jane's Addiction. Okay, yeah. so we're going in order of likelihood on that. Uh, <laughs> I think Soundgarden is not, I don't think it's happening next year, I guess is, is how you I see it. You don't see it in 2022? I just feel like if we compare it to Rage Against the Machine, and I know Rage hasn't gotten in, but they have Morello kind right. of as their advocate, as right. their person on the inside who can make phone calls. I think that happens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, also, yeah. I, I just, yeah. in, in the case of Soundgarden, they can't, play that doesn't always stop mm-hmm. an induction from happening but rage can and i mean we've seen plenty of posthumous inductions and really great tribute performances 
but I don't know. I mean, maybe it was just the competition on, on the ballot for Soundgarden last year, but I think that that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot that they got nominated also last year. Right. I, I mean, so they're both bands. Well, that could have... we throw them on? Are we also, are we doing multiple lists? Or are we just trying to do? We 20... are. I think let's, let's try to fill up 2022. Can I say one more thing about Soundgarden? Oh yeah, please. With regards to Soundgarden, the posthumous recordings of Chris Cornell, that have just been released and his daughter tony cornell has been performing i think puts them on the radar in a particular way it's a good point it's possible that i don't know if she's performed with the surviving members with matt and all them i, I don't think so kim i think we would have heard about that but i could see that happening potentially now i've never been more sure that it's going to happen until right now because it would annoy me and like <laughs> and i i'd like be right and annoyed which feels like exactly the type of thing that happens all the time uh so i don't know now i'm like they're going right in see you in 2022 his daughter's gonna be on that stage i know it (laughs) geez i'm gonna offer benatar unless anyone has any objections benatar for sure for me i'm looking at share are you yeah that would be exciting (laughs) i mean i'd love it well she was involved technically this year she Mm -hmm. spoke on behalf of tina turner Mm -hmm. so she's getting a little involved but she's never even been nominated which i was very surprised about well i mean she would be kind of like the dion of this year as far as like getting more like social media both very active on twitter and they're both yeah. You know, legendary icons who had not been nominated before. So I don't know. I'm thinking, I'm looking at Cher. I'm looking at Duran Duran. I that's do think happening. Duran Duran has heat it's this happening. year. I it's think that'll happen. That seems, that seems like one we can put in the, into the... Yeah. Derided that is in, my in personal moment, Which was my moment, but, you yeah. know, beloved for just kind of slogging it out. Duran Duran. together, all the Taylors, everybody's still in that band, you know? <laughs> they just released another album. Yeah. They inducted, uh, they they inducted Roxy Music. Yeah. Roxy Music, that's right, yeah. That's like a populist choice. I mean, not. Yes. I don't think genre-wise that this tracks, but I do think that... Wow, I have so much to say. This is so stupid. (laughs) I'm always shocked at how many thoughts and feelings I have about this. But I do think it could like take the Def Leppard, Bon Jovi populist. And that's why I mean, Mm -hmm. it doesn't work genre wise, but with populism, with like critically undervalued or however you want to say it. Yeah. yeah, but very popular, incredibly, right. you know, beloved. And still in- a strong mm-hmm. fan base. Yes, and, and a like, I strong think fan base. I that's really think your that's closer. If like yeah. at the ceremony, that would Duran Duran would be your closer. I still remember at the 2019 ceremony when they conducted Roxy, they got Mm -hmm. the biggest applause. Biggest. That's a thing that we have talked about before. I wrote that down at the time. I'm like, yeah. It was like you know, this is my era. I think I'm maybe the oldest person on on the show. (laughs) They gave that kind of 1D in sync energy not conflating them with boy bands at all mm-hmm. but their fan base was that rabid was rabid um, women in, in yes. that moment you for know and distinct from new kids mm-hmm. it was it was a very particular kind of rock fan idol fascination obsession yeah collective bts army kind of thing so yeah mm-hmm. no i think duran duran is a very good pick for that i, okay. I would we'll, i would we'll swap them in, them in. 
I will say when I actually interviewed Simon LeBon over the summer, I don't know why they did in-person press, but they came to New York and I interviewed him for the album and I asked him, I'm like, does, does the raw call interest you? Because I think this is for me a very notable snub and he tried to be cool about it, but he was basically like, oh, I don't really think about awards. We did get a cool <laughs> Grammy once that I liked. I try not to think about it. And for me, when I hear, I try not to think about it. You're thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Red flag. Then, yeah. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Okay, so we've got Eminem, Pat Benatar, Duran Duran. We have half a ceremony so far. We're coming up on a break, though, so why don't we take a quick break, and then we come back. We'll finish out 2022 and so many more years uh, right after the break. <laughs> so don't go anywhere. your kitchen the upgrade it deserves with clearview cabinetry clearview cabinetry starts as a kitchen built for now and grows with you as life changes it's flexible by design with full access cabinet construction so you can go from doors to drawers for storage that works when you need it get an appointment free design consultation and explore all our cabinet options on display in our kitchen showroom and save big money now at menards save big money at Welcome back to the show, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over your break, you kept it rolling. To review, Eminem, Pat Benatar, Duran Duran are our predictions for half the class of 2022, but we are going to add three more names to that list. Anybody want to elect an artist? I know that you don't think Soundgarden, but I just feel like I could see it happening. And I really do believe in the power of my frustration to uh, (laughs) power the hall in some way. Well, I mean, if I'm outvoted there, then we can put them on. Well, is uh, there what is another rock act or like a guitar-driven act that you would... That's a good question, because I don't know that there is one. Do I have to be that person who brings up the likelihood of Dave Matthews Band? I don't back? think it's this year, though. I do think I Dave is getting in. They're getting in. They are getting in. I was thinking about that. That was brave I, of you. Well, it's. I think what's crazy about what's happened with the Dave Matthews Band, it's like, this is going to sound wild, but it's like, now that the idea has been introduced, now that they've been legitimized, now that we've given them a platform almost, like we've platformed the Dave Matthews Band as like <laughs> a, a, an idea, you know, that them being in the Rock Hall is not totally hilarious the way that it was when I first heard it. Now I'm like, yeah, they'll probably get in. Like I have slowly, the water is boiling. I'm the frog. I now accept that the Dave Matthews Band will likely be in mm-hmm, the hall. But, but how soon? I don't now? think it's going to be this year, though. I, I'm telling you, Soundgarden is getting in this year. I, it's so weird that I feel so sure now. Also, what we're kind of circling is that will there be a 90s rock band, mm-hmm. right? It was Foo Fighters, and before that it was Nine Inch Nails, and then before that was Radiohead, and we, we seem to be... The, I, it's just... Yeah. Windows just right. open up enough for a 90s act. There's like one... Rock act. There's one guitar 90s slot per year, it's seeming like right now. And I just think the most likely candidate is Soundgarden. Smashing Pumpkins could, if they got on the ballot, I think the novelty of them being on the ballot for the first time could be something that happens, even though Billy Corgan is, you know. Billy's not okay. Mm -hmm. No, he's not well. You know, in all sorts of ways. So I can't, I don't know. I don't like it. And that breaks my heart because I was a Smashing Pumpkins fan, but. um, Same, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I think the night, if we're talking about if there's a 90s artist that could get through, it's Soundgarden, Rage, Beck, Beck I think. Beck, yeah. Is, is a good no, candidate. That's coming. That's coming. Beck is a yeah. good candidate. I wonder, you know, again, he's somebody who I like, I love Beck. I like was very into Beck in the 90s and early 2000s and beyond. I just think about what the voting body of the hall is like. And that is why I throw my weight behind Soundgarden for no good reason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, um, for a good reason. I've got a good reason. I think the likelihood of a rock band that has, they've been just talked about so much too lately. That's mm-hmm. who I think that's going to be my vote for the nineties. I think more so than Beck or Smashing mm-hmm. Pumpkins or Rage or Dave Matthews Band or any of those uh, Oasis, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Although I do think Oasis, there is a case for, I think we're getting, I think that could go on, you know, next year or the year after. I mean, I don't know. Do you think that the Joy Division, uh, New Order, I mean, that will happen soon. Yeah. Well, it's uh, that's the thing. It's like, we, it will happen, but it's like, yeah, if not now, when? Right. There will be some surprises, even though we say yes. that it's like so predictable, there will be a ton of surprises, I'm sure. I will offer up the other names that I'm thinking about for these slots. And- Mariah Carey keeps popping up. I mean, she was our number one on the snub episode that she's mm-hmm. like the the biggest snub that, or yeah. like kind of the most obvious. So I've got Mariah's in the mix. Yep. I think, th- I think the B-52s are in the mix. Yep. I mean, they're in my personal mix. I think that's happening. I think both I of those so. are happening. I think Mariah has been doing some serious heavy lifting around, you know, renovating her legacy the memoir was so well received. She's been giving lots of legitimate public discourse about being a songwriter, which is so deeply fetishized by the hall. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's definitely happening. And I think with the B-52s, I think this is finally the fucking moment. Um, yeah. Because, you know, have we had an openly queer band you know, <laughs> that's been inducted into the hall? Queer avant-garde Southern band. Come on, let's do it. No, you're right. Do we want to put those two in? Do we want to slot in Mariah and B-52s? I love okay. it. I mean, yeah. do I personally? Yes. I think it's I, It's a good cross-section of worthy and likely. Does that take us all, all of our slots up? One more slot. Soundgarden, put them in. Give it to Grace Jones. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm like, this I'm is like, so ridiculous. Well, I'm like, give it to Shaka Khan. Like, I don't, you know me. I this fair. is not my personal. This is not yeah. my personal list. I know. I'm just like, how do we get this to happen? When Sorry. we also talk about Eminem showed up to the ceremony last year, you know, people kind of playing the game. Lionel Richie has not Ooh. been on a ballot. But either solo never or with it's the never Commodores. Gonna never going to happen. Never. You, don't think, you don't think the Commodores, like a, a huge they should. Musical act. excellence. But, you know. <laughs> is that now shorthand for the voting body's not going to go it for totally it? totally is. <laughs> it's never going to happen. I mean, there was too many critical offenses for Lionel in the 80s. Hello, is it me? Were yeah, no, I, I mean, do we think that extends to the Commodores? I think it's hard for people to see past that with him. You know, he's just, he was a punchline for many years when he shouldn't have been. I mean, he's like one of our greatest songwriters in pop, even if I have lots of different feelings post-Commodores about him. Mm -hmm. But in that time, he was such a polarizing figure because of the kinds of... Because of the kinds of material that he he produced, which dominated the airwaves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, massively popular. 
massively popular, but I, I also wonder, I don't know that there's an appetite for funk and disco and soul right now. I mean, I have an appetite right. and my number one category on my Spotify wrapped was soul, but I don't know if the appetite for like soul bands, especially is there right now, which is a shame. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, again, we, we I don't know because they've not been on a ballot. Uh, so I just keep thinking about how he, he played ball. He showed up. I don't know. So I mean, I'm, I'm, I will just say one more thing about the Commodores that as fantastic as they were, there were a slew of bands, or I shouldn't say a slew, there were other really key bands. And we you know Parliament Funkadelic is in is in the Rock Hall, thank God, as it should be. Prince inducted them. But beyond that, bands like Cameo, the Gap Band that just lost one of its key founding members, Commodores are part of that whole mm-hmm. life world that the rock hall doesn't acknowledge right so. and i i have gone on and on about cool in the gang mm-hmm. uh cool in the gang yeah huge yeah. huge snub for me so we got that last slot i mean i mentioned share george michael came up he, he got a big shout out during taylor's speech yeah joy division new order came up another one that i think is either going to happen soon or is never going to happen is Carly Simon. Yeah. I mean, I think that if she popped up on the ballot, it could be kind of the Carol King of this year The you know, Oh, she's not in like singer songwriter. Knows everybody. Knows everybody. Very dated. Significant people. Yeah. 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 She's not that there's, that's a straight connection to being inducted, but I don't know. I mean, Carly Simon, the great Afro-Peruvian who didn't know she was Afro-Peruvian until, or not Peruvian, I shouldn't say that, Afro-Latina until she did Skip Gates' Finding Your Roots show. But um, I would rather see Roberta Flack. I think she's a much more significant um, genius of an artist than Carly Simon. Not that that means anything to the Rock Hall. So Mm -hmm. there should be some conversations about that. I mean, she is very much in the vein of a Carol King in terms of the kind of impact that she had as a songwriter with regards to soul and R&B. It is equivalent to Carol King within soul and R&B um, and philosophically so formidable, such a heavyweight. I think of Carly as super lightweight, you know? Yeah, fair. Send the hate mail. Actually, don't. Please don't. Please don't. I love your so vain. Devin, do you have do you have an artist for the last slot? Well, I in, in my mind, I feel like if I can, I'm just thinking about like, because we're talking about like 90s, even early aughts at this point, I'm thinking who is the oldest like musician band from even like the 60s or 70s that has never even been nominated. And I continue to be flummoxed that Jethro Tull has never gotten even one nomination, which is kind of weird. They are the foremost in Prague. They're mm-hmm. so interesting on like Ian Anderson killing it on his flute at all times. <laughs> Hasn't been nominated. You bring up a good thing, which is, are we going to sneak a classic rock band, like a white white dude's rock uh-huh. band, the way the hall likes to do? Are we going to see Foreigner? Are we going to see the Guess Who? Are we going to see Jethro Tull? Are we going to see Bad Company? Is that going to happen as soon as 2022? Interesting. If I had to pick one of those that that would be most likely, it would be Foreigner because mm-hmm. of the Mark Ronson connection. Mm. Wait, what? Uh, enlighten me. Um, stepdad. I was not aware. Was it? Is it Mick Jones? I think it's Mick Jones. Wow, I had yep. no idea. Yeah. Yeah. That Mick Jones is Mark Ronson's stepdad. Yeah. Incredible. 
I mean, do we want to play a game where we put foreigner on there and then eh, they don't get in and we feel good, but then if they do, we have the solace that we were so smart to pick them. Or do we want to go crazy and say that they'll do two hip hop inductees and say outcast? LOL. I mean, I wish, I hope, I don't know, someday. We're hoping for outcast, right? Yeah, that's the choice. I mean, it should happen. Let it be. Well, we got to make a choice. Are we going to veto share? I think that would probably be my choice. Yeah, I veto share. You can't go with share, guys. <laughs> no. Just before Grace Jones, I just, I can't. Well, I, I put my name forward. Does anyone else want to contribute to the class? My pick would be obviously uh, Soundgarden. Soundgarden. But I also do think another, like a, a Jethro Tull or a Foreigner could also take that slot. I just think there's got to be one gimme for the folks, you know? <laughs> it's got to happen. Listen, in the sake of moving on, I'll put Soundgarden in the sixth slot. How do we feel? Well, very just, good. I'm okay. good about that. Yeah. Let's do it. In conclusion of 2022, we're saying Eminem, Pat Benatar, Duran Duran, Mariah, the B-52s, Soundgarden. As we go to 2023... We have a window open for a hip hop artist. And this is when I want to say that Outcast finally has. Interesting. Uh, but I guess before I do that, let me review who becomes eligible in 2023. We have Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. And so think uh, about that. Sit with that. You know mm-hmm. how I feel about Missy Elliott. And I absolutely think that she should get in and that she will get in. I don't know if we're at the FYE phase with a, with the likes of a black woman. Could it be that would mean so much. It would be so meaningful (laughs) if it happened. Mm-hmm. It would just be so meaningful that I don't think it'll happen. And that taking the, you know, the pessimistic route here, that is, which I understand. That is what I think. It would make me too happy. And we know I get I get just little doses of happiness from the hall. They they'll never give me something like a Missy Elliott FYE. Come no. on. Me, yeah. they couldn't. So I yeah, I do think, you know, there's at this point a pattern of a hip hop artist a year. There is no better candidate than Outcast at this point. I'm locking them in. Outcast is is going in 2023, and then we we now have some of the some of the stragglers for what we were talking about before. George Michael, Cher, Joy Division, New Order. Could it be Dionne Warwick's turn? Beck, Jethro Tull. I might even bring up because now I have the go-go's in my head for some reason that it might be the first year that the Bengals might get consideration. Mm. Knowing that, and I'm thinking in terms of like in the entertainment business, like there's documentaries, there's kind of like four-year consideration campaigns. And I think about how the Go-Go's had their big documentary convening Mm -hmm. the year before and they got their first nomination and then they got in immediately. I kind of think that maybe in a year and a half or two years that the Bengals might do something similar to that because they have a really interesting story is a like a very, very popular all-female band in the 80s who, I mean, like wrote the majority of their hit songs. But not on their hit songs. And not all their hit songs. That's why I didn't say all their hit right. songs. Yeah, they I, the logo level. Yeah. But I think it, I'm kind of pioneering for maybe a, a Bengals documentary that will give them some serious consideration. And I think that might happen in a year and a half. 
two years. Susanna's been repping, showing up at the last couple of yeah, ceremonies. It's true. Participating. It's true. The, their most popular songs, though, do not fit into the category that uh, the Rock Hall voters like. I don't know. It, it, to me, it's like, like you said, they wrote a lot of their songs, but, you know, they famously didn't write Manic Monday. That was Prince. Walk Like an Egyptian was a novelty song that they didn't write. Eternal Flame was by some 80s hitmaker songwriter. So it's like, she co-wrote it, I will okay, note. Fair enough. I feel like it's a little complicated. And and like Daphne had mentioned before, the Rock Hall does kind of fetishize the songwriting abilities, yeah. even though we know that that is bullshit. They'll be on the ballot at some yeah, point. They're going to show up for sure. Yeah. And yeah. speaking of documentaries, I do think there is a Dionne Warwick documentary <laughs> that Ooh. was produced, maybe even screened at some festivals. Right. Mm-hmm. And she's so beloved. I want to say, I want to put her in for 2023. It's so funny. It's like next year, I'm like, so like, oh, next year. That's so soon. I don't know if anything will happen. Two years from now, I'm like, yeah, that could happen. <laughs> anything could happen. I like become You're not putting a- your fist down anymore. Exactly. I'm not like- I would also say we are going to see either the Smiths or Joy Division New Order. Definitely. Soon. Yeah. I would put my money on the active band the band that can show up to the ceremony as opposed to a group that is not likely to reunite. And so I would put my backing behind Joy Division New Order, slotting it in. Yeah, I feel like we're doing a lot of dreaming. Two years from now, we're just like, anything could happen. Yeah, Yeah. it's going to be outcast, Joy Division, like (laughs) Dionne Warwick. All our dreams are going to come true. (laughs) I'm curious, do you all think that if Oasis is inducted, will both of the Gallagher show up for it? No. Oh, God, no. No. Quick no, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, based on... History. Well, I've I've told this story on the show before, but I saw Oasis in probably 1995 or 96. Liam didn't show up for right. a concert at the height of their fame, mm-hmm. like a, a huge arena in Chicago. He did not show. He was like house hunting with his new fiance in right. London, and he just let Noel do all the singing. So, do I think that <laughs> use that as a case study? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I have That's no. Funny. No Big belief. moments. Will he show up? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I would love to see the Pointer Sisters. Mm. Oh, me too. Mm, yeah. I mean, and listen, since Springsteen is big on cronyism, there is a connection, fleeting as it was, their biggest yeah, hit. Right, he wrote Fire. Fire, and it was on the album Energy from '78, mm. which included just the best Steely Dan cover of Dirty Work. Just a remarkable record. You know, that goes in the opposite direction from where we were just at discussing songwriting, but we like to be able to buck the tradition and narrowness of the rock hall when we can in terms of thinking about excellence. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love the Pointer Sisters. I would love for them to be on the ballot. I would love for them to get in. Once again, I point to my number one artist of the year, Shaka Khan, as to why I am so dubious about anything that this institution does. I'm just, I'm dubious. I'm dubious. I'm dubious. Uh, here's an artist that's been nominated once before, I think will return, and I think could do well if they return, and that's the Eurythmics. Mm. Yeah. Inspired by Kraftwerk. <laughs> sure. Yeah, they Absolutely. sure were. And uh, Kraftwerk and Aretha Franklin, you know, had a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, came yeah. together and Eurythmics. Yeah. birthed Eurythmics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would love the Eurythmics to get in. I think a more likely thing, just because there are no women in it, is Devo. Mm. 
I know that they've been nominated before and all that stuff, but I think that they have more of a chance of getting in than the Eurythmics would. If they were both on the ballot, for example, like mm-hmm. I think Diva would get more votes, even though, uh, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I know people do love Annie Lennox. I just, I don't trust the hall. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess, do we look at, well, there was a very good ballot last year in terms of representation. Nearly half of the artists were women, which was mm-hmm. unexpected mm-hmm. And, and crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and thinking along those lines, then we might expect to see the Eurythmics on the ballot again soon if we are to think that that is the direction that the hall is going or is it just one fleeting exception and they think that will cover up and fix all the the past transgressions but i think about eurythmics i think about cindy lopper yes cindy as especially Mm -hmm. as we're in the john sykes era mr mtv Mm-hmm. That's an artist that I, I think fits the bill. Right, right. Either of those artists could possibly pop up in some way or form. And Sydney's, you know, she's now had this second life as composer for Broadway, Kinky Boots. Mm-hmm. So very much in the public imaginary again. She's close to an EGOT. She's got a Tony. She's right. got an Emmy. She's got a Grammy. Well, and then if she got into the hall, she'd have an EGOTH. Mm-hmm, which is the cool <laughs> one. The electronic <laughs> gothic. Yeah. I think that I, I, wow, I really. We did feel like get Trent Reznor or Tony. Yeah. 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 He's the original EGOF. Exactly. Right. What about trying to deal with the Big Mama Thornton crisis that is every year? Yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the creators of rock and roll. Jesus, right? Yeah. That will hopefully happen. And when it does, I will certainly be in the early influence category. Absolutely. Yeah. Which yeah. I would, even though she's not exactly pre rock. I don't think that's the biggest violation of of that category, right. as we've yeah. seen. I'll throw Kate Bush in again. What oh. she has two nominations now. Mm-hmm. To I feel yeah. like she could be eternally overlooked. I just get yeah. that. I feel she that way has, as well. She has the perpetually nominated, never a bride kind of vibe about her. Also, because she won't show up. <laughs> You know, right. there's that really working against her, just like notorious recluse, <laughs> avant-garde artist, big right. in Europe. It's yeah. not very hall. There's something endearing about it, though, especially oh, with Todd yes. Rundgren this year. He's like, I'm in Cincinnati. I am not going to Cleveland, but thanks. But everyone was like, that's so Todd. We love that. Maybe that will happen with Kate. When you say everyone, you mean Todd Rundgren fans. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Specific. Mm -hmm. Weirdly, he ended up on the Sex in the City reboot. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, not literally, but his his, his music puts on like, hello, it's me or something. I've only seen a clip. Yeah, no, it's it's like a plot turn. Does he die on the Peloton while listening to to that moment or to the lead up to that moment? And just like that. (laughs) (laughs) I think we have to slot someone who's a little bit classic Rocky in this class. I would like to nominate my boy, Phil Collins, who has never had a nomination before, Mm. which is kind of weird because Peter Gabriel's in as a solo artist. Obviously, Genesis is in. Mm -hmm. Um, I was surprised he's never been nominated for a solo work. I mean, like, Phil Collins was the 80s. He was so, so popular in the 80s. I feel like his time especially now people might be getting more reflective with his health issues, reevaluating his work a little bit. Oh, I didn't know he was having health issues. He's a little frail. I saw Genesis two weeks ago. He still has the voice well enough, but like he 
walks around by cane. Oh he gosh. Can't drum anymore. He, whatever the finger issue is, he can't drum. Mm. Um, so usually that comes with a critical reevaluation of his work. And I right. feel like a solo nomination is likely for him. You know, like two to three years. You know, I think of kind of Lionel Richie and Phil Collins as mm-hmm. very yeah. similar cases, not being critically adored for their solo career and that right. kind of putting a taint on it. I feel like over not acknowledging Lionel, I don't know that we'll acknowledge Phil, you know, Peter Gabriel, I think, satisfies that artistic, critical, um, daring, challenging artist. The cool factor is much higher. Much higher. Although, Phil, to tie in another, to show you how much TV happens in the (laughs) pandemic in this household, you know, you had the Ted Lasso zeitgeist moment in which Mm -hmm. penultimate episode is singing Easy Lover, the, the classic jam of Phil Collins and Philip Bailey. we say from the classic rock episode last week so i think and another one i didn't mention was warren zevon who i mm. think would do well if if on the ballot but foreigner bad company jethro tull guess who those are the i would say the most likely next up I think you could see Foreigner. I also think you could see the return of a New York Dolls. Not that they're classic rock, but they're solidly like seventies rock, seventies. Rock. Right. You know, yeah. I think you could see the return of the Dolls. Do we be so bold to slot Foreigner in? I mean, I don't I know, work. man. Awesome. I could vote Iron Maiden as well. They've been nominated. Yeah, from what I understand, heavy metal does abysmally in, in the yeah. voting. So we we might have to might have to wait for Judas Priest and Iron Maiden, which is too bad. I slotted Foreigner in. I just went ahead and did it. Yeah, you, you got to Remember, we're being realistic, not mm-hmm. being <laughs> idealistic. Do we throw in George Michael? I think that's happening at some point. I think that would be cool if we get B-52s in next year and then George Michael kind of queering the mm-hmm. the hall, the mm-hmm. queering of the hall. Mm-hmm. I'm, I would love to see that happen. If we do that, that will give us Outcast, Deanne Warwick, Joy Division, New Order, Foreigner, George Michael. And that would, it looks like leave a slot maybe for a 90s rock act if we're thinking of it in terms of, of slots. We might also want to consider having more women. Mm-hmm. That might be good. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not, I hadn't considered it. Do they rock? Can women rock? And are they funny? The questions that will never be answered. <laughs> that plague us. And so maybe Eurythmics or Cindy Lauper are a good... I liked the Roberta Flack uh, suggestion. And I also will continue to bring up Cher. I will say if we get Dion in, though, I don't think we're going to get... Roberta on the same Robert ballot. on the same right. ballot. Based on how they I tend think, to And things. I also think you'd want to clear the lane... Mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. if you're really trying to get Dion in like I would hope that they would clear the lane for her a little bit mm-hmm. yeah I like Cher I guess Cher Cindy Carly did we put Carly on the last one no she's still in she's still in play yeah I, I like want to believe in Grace I want to believe Grace gosh uh, Grace to me it's going to be the fella cootie slot in my opinion Bella also right? yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah but I think it's once again it's a Kate Bush it's a fella cootie it's a like it's a, these if are you know, people you know. who sh- if you know you know they should right. be in but this is a fame this is a true democracy mm-hmm. and it sucks remember how good fella cootie did in the fan ballot he oh yes yeah. by a pretty Africa substantial one yeah. yeah Nigeria I went to the polls. Really Truly. Uh, should I put in share? Should I just sure. rip the band-aid off? I like it. All right. 
So Joe's been gunning for share since the 2022 one. He's like, if she's give me the argument for share. She satisfies every person in the voting body's sensibilities. If you're a 60s rock guy, she was around. She was, you know, yes. in the wrecking crew kind of. Right. And she she has those hits back then. And then if you're MTV era, mm-hmm. she's gonna turn back time for you. And then, you know, she had believe, you know, she had a hit oh, in the yeah, late nineties. So yeah. she, she's had, and if you include the dance charts, she's had a number one right. hit in every decade since since the sixties. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what, Joe, you just made a really good case for share. And as we see with artists that are on the ballot tends to be people that everybody knows, right? Like as, as much as we want to believe the Stevie Nicks of, of 2023 you're i mean this is real you are you're You're right and knowing what i know which is too much and unfortunate i do think that yeah i think you're absolutely right i think let's go share it's not begrudging anymore joe i think you were i think if she gets on she gets in all right okay so we're looking at and when this is a class without a a 90s i guess outside of outcasts uh we have outcast ian warwick joy division new order foreigner George Michael and Cher, I suppose I could see one of those being swapped out with Beck, but we could also save Beck for the or the the Fugees. I like the Fugees. I like the Fugees. That's something good to bring up because as we go to 2024, we have Lauren Hill solo becoming eligible. Happening. Absolutely happening. We also have our next big likely FYE in Coldplay in 2024. Also happening, yeah. And then you might not expect this happening so soon. No, wait, can I say really quick about the Coldplay thing though? I, this is going to sound so insane, but like, I actually think that Coldplay might not get in FYE. Be- I think that's. I definitely I mean, think that. You're that crazy. Be yeah. Dave Matthews of that year, honestly, it's going to be contentious. They're kind I, of the English Dave Matthews. I could see them not getting in. I could see it being like everyone thinks it's like almost a Radiohead effect. I know that sounds weird oh. because I do not think that the bands <laughs> are equal, but I think there could be the Radiohead effect of everyone just assumes that they're going to get in. And it's almost like we think they're more popular than they are, but they haven't know. been making music lately that I'm aware of. Yeah, like, they are. Yeah. They, they are, are. They constantly. Big yeah. time. Okay. That's the thing. And I think mean, that's the so difference between- this is between... a Foo Fighters effect and that's yeah, on me. Okay. I think so, fully. Yeah. And I, I think the difference between them and Dave Matthews is that Coldplay has truly stayed relevant way longer than Dave Matthews yeah, did. Yeah, you're right about- Thinking of them as the English English Foo Fighters is very helpful to me. And yes, I think you are. And and friendly ambassador. Friendly ambassador. Exactly. People like them. They're love love Dave. Yeah. They're likable. They're lovable. You know, stadium band. like maybe the last one, you know what I mean? Right. And then also of note coming sooner than you might think, given that they had albums in the nineties, the white stripes become eligible oh, in 2024 I'm about that. Yeah. And, Interesting. That happen. and I don't, I don't know about the chances here, but I think worth bringing up that we've made it to the era. Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera become eligible in 2024. Oh, I don't think those are going to be FYEs by any means. But good to know that they have ventured. They've entered the chat. (laughs) They've entered the chat. Exactly. And so, I mean, I'm going to say, I think, I do think Coldplay, not unlike the Foo Fighters, are going to waltz in. Yeah. And then, you know, do we want to pick a hip hop artist? If there is likely to be one each year, the artists we're looking at who have a shot, I think 
Snoop Dogg from mm. you know, name recognition alone, I think would look appealing on a ballot. I mean, Missy had become eligible the year before. Those are probably the two biggest names. I suppose if they wanted to do Dr. Dre or Ice Cube solo, they could do that. But I think the priority for that will be low, given that they're already in with NWA. Mm-hmm. You know, there's Wu-Tang, there's and Tribe Called Quest. And you're not counting Lauren Hill in the kind of hip hop category? Um, Not for what the hall thinks. Mm-hmm. But Lauren Hill, I mean, that's- the, I'm like, because She's a she does. She's certainly like, she's great MC. Yeah. yeah. Tribe's going to go in. I mean, they're yeah. one of the most critically beloved mm-hmm. hip hop outfits. Someday. Yeah. Yeah. And, we will, and well deserved. we will get there. I mean, do we think Lauren Hill gets in first year eligible? Oh, God, yes. I mean, I do. I'm just like, there's no way that she doesn't. But then again, I what do I know? She is a I woman and she is black. So will it happen? I don't know. Do I trust these people? No, I don't. Yeah. I'll say let's let's do it because she was super important. And her, I think, legacy remains strong. What remains number is strong. is miseducation on the top five hundred? On the albums? new list, it is. It's got to be. Like is it in top, top ten? Okay, yeah. I'm like because it, it is. Be. It's one of the best albums ever made. It's like, true. It's top um, ten material for sure. Okay, I'm glad that it is in the top ten because volatile relationship with the industry is an understatement. She did the Nina Simone tribute as I well, and so it's just you know I was the person standing in the rafters. The historical impact of that album is just it's unprecedented. Nothing and, will and be better. Resonate. You know, you have people like Beyonce talking about watching her, and let's yeah. do it. All right, slot yeah. it in. Coldplay, Lauren Hill, African American woman to win best album Grammy. Oh, wow. Great. In what year was that? 1998. Cool. I'm sure no one else worthy came along in the (laughs) intervening 20 years. Awesome. Mm, Certainly aren't any high profile examples of of that. Nope. Cannot think of one that was just named uh, within a minute ago. (laughs) Mm -mm. Another thing I'll say is just that, like I said, I think the Smiths are coming up. I think we can put them in there now to kind Mm -hmm. of check that box. Right. Morrissey's... Now here, okay. Morrissey. I'm a lot, like, of, lot of stuff going on with Morrissey. We love Johnny, though. We love Johnny. We do we love, love Johnny. Johnny. We love Johnny. Now, is this when we get our rage? Is this when Dave Matthews rears his South African head again? Like, I'm comfortable with putting rage in here. It's time for Tom that year. He is like, I just want to say, being in the museum too in Cleveland, there is so much Tom Morello memorabilia. That he has given to the museum. He's in it for the long haul. Like he has to be in that year. He has guitars, yeah. like videos of him talking about the process of creation. Like he is so in deep there. I feel like it was a missed opportunity. Again, you know, I would swap out Rage and the Foo Fighters any day. Then I'd be a much happier person uh, with this year's class. I was not upset with this year's class. Please don't at me. I don't pay attention anyway. (laughs) I think there was such a missed opportunity with the political climate of this year to induct rage. And it really, it just bums me out to think that like, you know, I don't, I mean, again, I'm sure there'll be plenty of machine left to rage against in yeah. uh, I mean, whatever yeah. year. 2024? This, it's 2024. Oh, Jesus. You know, so year. like. If we have elections. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> like, ay, ay, ay. Mm. We're in trouble, man. That was a missed opportunity, but I agree. Yeah, so then thinking about it in that regard, great. 
Yeah, slot them in. Okay, put them in an election year. All right, do we want to, we, we were dancing around some uh, women last year, Eurythmics, Cindy Lauper, Carly Simon, Roberta Flack. I, I want to say thinking MTV, I'm mean, getting in that Sykes mindset that brings me to Eurythmics and, and Cindy Lauper. If we got Smiths, I want, I'm just thinking kind of like decades wise too. Sure. This feels kind of like an eighties heavy type thing. I just was like, Oh, I think Devo is going to make a return to the ballot at some point. And mm-hmm. I just wonder the Eurythmics and Devo to me occupy a similar Agreed. Uh, lane. Agreed. And so I don't know if we want to do one or the other. I think they're both getting in. I think Devo is getting in and mm-hmm. I just see it happening in the sake of having a, a more well-rounded gender-wise I'm going to go ahead and say why don't we do the Eurythmics yes in my mind in my dreams yes let's do it all female ballot and then that leaves us with Coldplay Lauren Hill the Smiths Raging the Machine Eurythmics now do we do we throw a bone to, to the dog, to Snoop? Oh, I mean, oh. we could. That'd be amazing. I was <laughs> just- Very pro-Snoop. Do we? I am very- yeah. I, Yes, Let's I think- Let's do that it, then. You said you didn't even know you were making a pun, did you? Yeah, when you said I did <laughs> For the first time, I accidentally made a pun. I'm, I'm usually going way out of my way to do it. Mammoth debut record, mammoth. Absolutely, yeah. and just mm-hmm. a cultural icon, yeah. ubiquitous. Mm-hmm. I just meant, do we throw a bone to the- to the old timers who are looking for some. Yeah, maybe not that year. Maybe not that okay, year, but we can great. do it the next year. No um, bones for you. The bone goes to Snoop Dogg. <laughs> 2025, not a particularly strong year for newly eligible artists. We have 50 Cent, we have John Mayer, and we have Lil Wayne. <laughs> artists who I could see getting in, I don't think first year though. Yeah, I think Mayer's going in eventually but i don't think he's going in first year the man plays the game and he plays the guitar so the man um, i once claimed to have a david duke dick oh god okay right yeah Yeah. martin luther king heart yeah okay definitely he definitely said that rock era i'm picturing for john mayer right now wow if we're given a hip-hop slot 2025 i'm prepared to give it to missy elliott yeah yeah Absolutely. I think, I think that's when the when the window will I open also could see a swap. I mean, I'm not sure, but I could see a swap. I could see her getting in the year before and then Lauren doing second year eligible. Could happen. Do we want to do Cindy Lauper this year? We've been she keeps coming up. This is like we are really dreaming out here. We're just like, look at all the women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, the further into the future we get, the less we remember about what this actual institution yeah. is. But you know what? Good for us. I mean, well, who else do you think it would be? I'm not in favor of this artist, but yeah, no doubt, Gwen. And no doubt, mm. and I would love for them to get in, but I, I'm I, very, very, very opposed for all sorts of reasons, including I have a lot of baggage around her inducting the police, which mm. hurt my feelings. I think it could happen. I mean, there's been a lot of I think so too. You know, stuff yeah. happening around Tragic Kingdom's anniversary. Yeah, and and you know, Gwen Stefani continues to be just a cultural figure very much so much to my um how about beck yeah we've been talking about that guy i think it's it's gonna happen it's Mm -hmm. so wild how in five years the classes are gonna look so different like i guess i'm just getting older but like yeah i mean that's kind of the uh the point of this exercise soon the hall will be for us yeah Mm. potentially if if they do it right I mean, again, we can also, we can slot in 
a Warren Zevon or a bad company, mm. it might be wise to do that. Just thinking about who is voting and, and, <laughs> and who is left from that era that the Rock Hall loves mm-hmm. traditionally. This will finally be the year for Jethro Tull. I can feel it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's throw it in. Let's throw Jethro Tull in. I'm in favor of that. We got nothing to lose. There won't be a show by then. The planet. <laughs> the planet is, yeah, fully <laughs> gone. We'll have rejected us all. I think Beck is happening. No one can kind of recreate that moment when he burst on the scene and the critical comparisons to, there were comparisons to Dylan that really happened. There was such a groundswell of affection for him and all sorts of rock, nerdy, history, you know, wonkish kind of ways. So he seems like a really appealing candidate. Beck? Mm-hmm. I was like, are you talking about Ian Anderson from Jethro Tull? Because <laughs> we did, we did right. quickly. Oh yeah, sorry about that. Deviate. <laughs> I reverted. Uh, but I, I was waiting for the, the context clues. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, there's no way this is about. <laughs> and then I was yeah, like, no. does Daphne think Jethro Tull is a guy? That's another question. <laughs> I'm in misconception. I think we can throw on Devo at this point. I think we might be there. Yeah. And then, so we're looking at Missy Elliott, Cindy Lauper, Beck, Jethro Tull, Devo. Interesting class. What a cool class. What a wild, weird Fun class. Ceremony. That I'll make it yeah. even weirder. Let's put Brian Eno as musical excellence. Yes. Sure. <laughs> at any point, if you, if people want to throw out their early influence. Oh, yeah. I will. Next year, I want Shaka in. Yes. On, I, yes. I think that that's going to happen. I think put, she'll get musical yeah. excellence next year. Yes. We put we put her aside. We also put yeah. MC5 aside for, for yes. early for influence. Early influence i think those two i really hope that they happen and i just i want her to be recognized i want her to perform i want to bask in her glow Mm -hmm. and i just want her to be recognized so yeah okay that'd be awesome but for this last slot i'm looking at this and i'm thinking do we get a legend like roberta flack like patty labelle oh Mm-hmm. It is the season of where my background singers. So I've been really deep on Patty lately. I yes. think or or LaBelle as a or group. Or LaBelle as a group. Oh, yes. <laughs> that should happen. Yeah. Patty as a as a solo is probably I mean, that's the, again, it's like a weird semantic thing where- Well, are we getting Lauren Hill and Roberta Flack in in the same year? We already did Lauren Hill in 2024. We're looking at okay. 2025 now. Okay, great. Yeah. Oh my God. To have killing me softly. That'd be just the wildest thing. Yeah. But okay, just thinking about this though, let's say Roberta comes out and performs with Mm, that sets her up for the next year. Sets her up the Joan Jet of it all, you know. I like that. She has not been doing well in terms of her health, Roberta. No. Yeah, I know. And LaBelle, we just lost Sarah Dash this year. But Nona and Patty still very much going strong. You know what? I the the logic of Lauren Hill and then the next year, Roberta Flack, because it makes simply no sense, m- makes me think that the hall would do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, no, <laughs> no, sense, yeah. no sense is sense. So yeah. so, yeah, let's do that. Missy Elliott, Cindy Lauper, Beck, Jethro Tull, Devo, Roberta Flack. Wow, what a cool class. Yeah. We're really dreaming into the future. And here we are, guys. This will be the last year that we do together. Okay. So make it count. Okay, so it's uh, Tribe, it's Wu-Tang. It's... <laughs> At this point, yeah, you got to you got to think about like who are 
who are the rock bands that are still is the world finally ready for Judas Priest to be inducted at this point? I do think, and I, I've said this before, and maybe I'm wrong, but I think Maiden, even though I think that Judas Priest precedent-wise should be in first, that's not how things work. But, you know, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe either or. But yeah, it would be great to get some metal Judas Priest, in there. queer, mm-hmm. lead singer. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's a little bit of... Let's yeah. Let's go. Let's Halford. go. Judas Priest. Oh, let's I'll do put, it. I'll put Judas in there. Yeah. Now this is where we can finally get something. I think with hip hop that isn't just like the A list top two. Like you could maybe start to talk about Wu Tang or a tribe called Quest. Those doors are open. And then I think we get like KRS One in early in like yeah, I mean, early influence. Like I mean, happen. I think we get that kind of for stuff sure. Happening. I think that's going to start happening. I think we're going to see Cool Herc yeah. like in musical excellence, yeah. and because we already started using those categories. Yeah, I mean, we yes. have the Gil Scott uh, Heron early influence. I just think it's going to happen soon with that mm-hmm. stuff. Who's our 90s? Is it Smashing Pumpkins? Is it Weezer? Is it Oasis? Is it Dave Matthews Band? It's either Weezer or Oasis. I think it's Oasis because of their classic rock ties, their ability to keep Beatlemania alive. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I agree, but I also fear, I think that the Hall has learned from the Dire Straits debacle. Right. And I don't see them wanting to do that again. That's true. Because and- because yeah. people will be excited. And also, Weezer will show up. Weezer They'll totally has already, show up. Rivers will show up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Weezer will show up and mm-hmm. they will, they play ball. They are just so mm-hmm. much, they're, they're like, so they're friendly. Like the yep. Mm-hmm. I imagine like someone very prominent would perform for Oasis though. I feel like the gates would be open for people doing really cool things. Like we saw for Tina this year, obviously Mm -hmm. she was ill and couldn't travel, but I imagine they would create some sort of spectacular performance. But I mean, you would have thought that with Radiohead. Oh, a million people would perform for Radiohead, but it's like, no, because they're still around. You can't really do that necessarily. Wow. I can't, Mm -hmm. I'm really coming in hot with the the Gallagher's more than Tom York. I would agree with you. (laughs) Or is our, is our 90s slot no doubt it's gonna be no doubt and that bums me out Daphne, why why are you a hater on gwen what's what what she do that. well you know gwen falls into the alanis category for me as, oh as someone God, who repped really hard for alt feminist rock in the 90s and very formative in my in my 20s you know there's just a dividing line between the grassroots folks. And we can argue that Gwen had her Orange County, her OC grassroots folks, but, you know, people who, who, who embrace the feminist vision of what rock and roll can be and other people who were kind of embraced as an icon of feminist ideas without necessarily carrying through in terms of feminist ideologies. And then the Harajuku girls thing that happened yeah. was really wrong. And Margaret yeah. Cho brought her to task on that. It's not for me. I love No Doubt, but I do hear you, especially on the Gwen Solo stuff too. I can't believe we haven't talked about Alanis. We shouldn't. I, but Ooh. I think she, I think Alanis is going to, I think she would get in. I don't, I don't know, if, know. It, if it happens this quickly, given the kind of burnout. Critically hated in her in the in the time of the mammoth phen- phenomenon. And yet now, I just think of like she just Still did the twenty five year <laughs> the twenty five year anniversary Broadway show kind of helped. I will absolutely say. popular I mean, right, which was and very absolutely true, formative you know? to very a lot true. of people. Work with Diane I could, Paulus. 
I think she's getting in and I think it could happen. I would pop her in. Killed right, girl. Commodify that wow. rage and depoliticize it. Damn. Oh, she hurt our feelings. Those of us in our 20s who were listening to live through this again and again and again. Yeah. There's a band that will never go now, in. There's a band that will never go that in. We know why. And, yeah. and yet, sadly. Yeah. But you know, it's interesting. I mean, I listened to them both. But was Alanis your gateway drug? No, I liked Hole first mm -hmm. because I don't know why. I don't know. I bought the album. I was young, but I mm -hmm. like was like, I can't believe what I'm listening to. With Alanis. Oh no, with Hole. With Hole. Yeah, I amazing. mean, I really was like Alanis is like the monkeys of Riot Girl. I mean, Bikini Kill, I don't think has a shot in hell, but boy, would I love mm -hmm. it. They'll, she showed they'll up. be she recognized was, some, some way, it. somehow. And she's like a very public figure very public. again, mm -hmm. but I think they'll get the recognized someday, but I don't think that they'll ever be on a ballot. Honestly, that's their best, that's their best yeah, avenue. Absolutely. And it would be awesome. And I would love it. I can't yeah. wait for our right girl package. Don't anybody email me about Alanis. I really yeah. <laughs> Daphne does not want to hear it. No. Don't at her. She's not mm -hmm. interested. Mm -hmm. No way. All right. Let's let's close out this year, 2026. I'm gonna say, and uh, listen, I did not say who became eligible because it is bleak. It is like literally just Lincoln Park. Um, Kill me. <laughs> so, I'm gonna say Carly Simon finally gets in. I'm going to. Uh, we said Judas Priest. I want to throw in a Commodores or a Cool in the Gang. There's enough slots where they could be considered seriously. More likely Commodores. Yeah, I think you're right. Let's yeah. throw in Commodores. And do we do we do we do a hip hop? Is it could potentially... we do a Mary J? Could we put could we put Salt and Peppa in this year? Salt like. And Salt and pepper, please. Yeah. We get, do we do the Snoop? What are we yeah. doing here? What I do mean, we got? Snoop, we gave we gave Snoop the bone already. Oh, famously. Great. Yeah, Snoop uh, got the bone. <laughs> yeah. Then let's do salt and pepper. I don't know. Yeah. It's five years from now. Who yes. knows what'll be happening? Right. I like that. All right. Oh, you what know what? Plague will we be fighting then? <laughs> oh God. Ah, sorry. I'm fine. Yeah. This year has not defeated me, certainly. Good lord. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at Warren Zevon and I'm thinking like that's probably gonna happen at some point. He's technically classic rock, but he's also that singer-songwriter type that musicians yeah. really gravitate towards. I just don't see his name being a big enough draw on the ballot. That's true. I yeah. really don't think that okay. he's going in. A, he's kind of like a Leon ballot. Russell. Leon Russell, was he early influence or was he inducted? He was the first musical excellence induction under the new banner yeah yeah i think you put him in through that i do not see him being a straight ballot Devin, do we put in phil collins i would love Ooh. if you put in phil collins maybe even and out with like a new york dolls or motorhead <laughs> <laughs> so it lessens the blow of the phil collins haters out there but yeah i, I would love that personally yeah you know, you know it's it's the last year that we're going to be talking about i can see the phil collins i'll put him in unless any unless we have any objections i'm just like is there anybody else who we are egregiously missing out on or is there anybody who's just more of a slam dunk because i think phil could go in twice but i have said this before i don't know that the appetite for double induction of a man is not high mm -hmm. i At don't know moment. maybe Maybe in five years, the pendulum will have swung. I'm sure it will have in some way, you know, and we'll all be paying the price for all these women that we got in. But like, <laughs> I just wonder, I just don't know what the appetite is for it. I mean, so again, bad company, the guess who, Warren Zevon. Did we those... put Weezer in yet? No, we did not. I think or I could see like a Weezer. Weezer, White Stripes, Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, Dave Weezer Matthews or Band. White Stripes or Dave, I could see getting in. I think you need your closer 
band that's still active. And that's why I think it might be Weezer. Yeah, I think it could be Weezer. By this point, we're just in the heart of the 90s now. Five years, it won't be weird that there's so many 90s bands being inducted. It'll be the 60s all over again. And weren't the 90s just us wishing it was the 60s? (laughs) Uh, All right. Guys, that's that's the conclusion of the first part of this experiment. The next five years of the Rock Hall We're saying 2022, Eminem, Pat Benatar, Duran Duran, Mariah Carey, the B-52, Soundgarden, 2023, Outkast, Dionne Warwick, Joy Division, New Order, Foreigner, George Michael, Cher, 2024, Coldplay, Lauryn Hill, The Smiths, Rage Against the Machine, Eurythmics, Snoop Dogg, 2025, Missy Elliott, Cyndi Lauper, Beck, Jethro Tull, Devo, Roberta Flack, 2026, Judas Priest, Carly Simon, Commodore, Salt and Peppa, Phil Collins, Weezer. No, no doubt, right? No, no doubt. As my as my <laughs> gift as my gift to you, Daphne. Thank you, Joe. No, no Look, doubt. DJ Harvey, please. We've yeah. got someday. P- Maybe if, if Kate Bush hasn't happened, right. PJ, my girl. Ooh, I it's not looking good for. They love their guitars, so it's true. I guess what I'll say is tune in next week to see who gets in the next five years and see Whoa. if we oh make God. it. <laughs> If we make it to PJ Harvey. Yeah. (laughs) You guys got off easy, relatively. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Or to you all arguing about Spain. (laughs) What you guys do every week. It's so impressive. It's mind-blowing. My God. Thank you. You've got a book out that came out this year. I want you to, uh, you know, plug away what it is you'd like people to see here or whatever. Oh, I wrote a book called Liner Notes for the Revolution, the Intellectual Life of Black Feminist Sound. And here at the end of the year, one of my favorite albums is um, St. Vincent's Daddy's Home. I think it's absolutely beautiful and and brilliant for a variety of different reasons. I don't think it's gotten enough love. She was listening to Stevie and Steely Dance. That's like my magical you know nexus of survival and so I, I hope everybody will take a take a listen again to that and to my my favorite one of my favorite musicians of all time the jazz musician Cecile McLaurin Salvant has just dropped some new material um she's our greatest vocalist of the past 30 years awesome what was that name again Cecile McLaurin Salvant lovely Devin, where can people find you online and uh, stuff that you're working on that's coming out or stuff that you've published even just this year? We're at the end of the year that you'd like people to see. Oh, yeah. So I am proud to say I'm pretty much extremely offline. I do use Twitter for work, but I am at, at Devin Says Relax. I promise you I'm the most boring follow. I'm not doing myself any favors, really. <laughs> But I, a lot of the stuff I'm proud of this year is that Vulture has a really interesting column called Superlatives, where we get a lot of veteran musicians that look back in their careers and rate them in terms of the best and worst. And we've done some really cool stuff this year, like with Robbie Krieger of The Doors, most recently I did it with Susanna Hoffs of The Bangles, Lindsey Buckingham for his entire career. Uh, so those are particularly fulfilling to me. And I think fans of those particular artists will appreciate the deep dives and the mix of the, the highbrow and lowbrow questions that that goes into my research for that. So it's a, it's a good time to be a staff writer at the magazine. So I can interview cool music musicians and call it my job. So I can't yes. really that much. <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. Awesome. So everybody should check that out. Our listeners, of course, know they can follow us at Rock Hall Pod on Twitter and Instagram. RockHallPod at gmail.com is the email address. If you want Kristen to see your message, you need to designate that somewhere in your email. Otherwise, she doesn't want to see it and I'm not going to forward it to her. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Rate and review us. Five stars only. 
Uh, this drops, I think, on Christmas Eve. So what a what a gift to us to give what us a, a gift to you all. Five stars and write something to, even if it's just random letters. But we would like it to be thoughtful and nice. Yeah. That would mean so much to us in this season of giving. Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusu Kim for the music. Thank you to the website Future Rock Legends, which especially for an episode like this is uh, an invaluable resource. Uh, if you want to go ahead and do your own fantasy drafting of the next few years, the place you got to start is futurerocklegends.com, a site we are not affiliated with, but you got to give them a- currently wearing the t-shirt of. I am wearing the Future Rock Legends okay. t-shirt. And uh, thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. I'm Joe Quazala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares? About the Rock Hall. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.